because they're not going to care about, you know, your bachelor's degree, uh, your written papers. They're going to look at your portfolio, the art you're producing. They're going to, you know, look at your technical and your art skills. In this episode of the FICA session, we sit down with character artist Ossian Nestrom to find out all we can about 3D character art for video games. Hi. Hi. Hi, welcome. Thank you so much. It's I'm so happy to be here. Great, because I'm so excited to talk about this up here. I'm dear to my heart. That's good. That's cool. Good. You brought this is the first time someone actually made their own fika. That's great to hear. I wanted to be creative. It's very as, creative. As an artist, you know. That's true. Huh? Yeah, you have to have different creative sides of yourself. True. They kind of curl up. They yeah. Look great. What do you think it is? I don't know. Okay, I can tell you what it is. It's like a combination of two things that are really good. Yeah. So they are called cruffins. Cruffins? Cruffins. It's a combination of croissant because of like the curly shape. Yeah. Uh, and a muffin. Wow. You work here at Massive as a character artist. I work here as a character artist. Yeah. And we do have Fike every Friday. We do. It's yeah, very important. It's important. So you gather all the team and you have coffee. Yeah. And do you bake usually stuff? I sometimes do. Awesome. But on a high level, what does a character artist do? Just a general description of the uh, Besides from baking, <laughs> we, we do part. other kinds of baking in-game, like for 3D baking. Uh, but on a high level, I'm a 3D character artist. So I do 3D characters. Um, I take the concept and I model it yep. in a 3D software. And I push it into the engine, and there it is. And then you play. And then I play. I have to play test it. I have to see if everything is working, if the cloth is uh, simulating correctly, if there is anything wrong with the textures, or yeah, in general, something doesn't look correct or in accordance with the concept. Right. So before before we move on, I have to ask because I have it on the top of my my mm-hmm. head now. The word baking. You hear that so much. Uh, but what does it actually mean in this context? Not that context. It's kind of similar to this context. Oh, yeah? So if you imagine this uh, as a prop in-game, it's kind of uh, low-poly. You kind of see the faces sometimes. It's not like rounded and all that beautiful. Right. As in the high-poly. So you take the information from the high-poly and you bake it into the low-poly as a texture. And you combine ah. all those textures to make it look better than it actually is. All right, that makes sense. It's like an, an illusion, a visual illusion. I That's learned. How it works. I learned something today. I'm happy. So this is like a high poly because you haven't applied some fake textures to it. Right. I I love how you brought basically props. Yeah, I did. For for the people listening on the podcast, you, you just go to YouTube and and take a look because these are baked and beautiful. I will show the uh, recipe maybe, include it, if people are interested. True, let's yeah. put that in the description. But how did you end up at Massive? How I ended up at Massive? Um, it's a long story. It's a lifetime story. <laughs> <laughs> so my the 
my interest for character arts or art in general, games, started as a young kid. I grew up in the mid 90s, so we had a Nintendo 64. My parents would play a lot. I would watch because I was too scared of monsters and such. I would watch and I would like to draw the characters. So I, I like to draw from an early age, um, watch games, play games eventually when I had the guts. <laughs> um, but we didn't have a good computer at home. So I didn't get to do all the technical stuff right. uh, early on. Um, I couldn't even play, you know, the Kellogg's games that you got <laughs> from the cereal packages. Um, so I would just keep myself to just drawing on paper. So mm. mostly 2D art, concept art, but it was mainly characters, creatures, um, so anything character related. Um, I found it hard to do environments right. because you needed a ruler and you had to draw perspective lines. That was annoying. Those are really um, annoying. I wanted quick results. Yeah. I wanted to iterate quickly. Um, so eventually I pursued my hobby of drawing. Uh, went to engineering school, actually, um, in upper secondary school. That's quite uh, the shift. Yeah, because I did like technical stuff and I knew that I needed more of the technical aspects because I had been practicing so much on my art skills right. that I needed the technical skills as well. Um, and it was um, media design kind of related school. So I had to test some Adobe softwares. Right. Uh, we had uh, Autodesk softwares. So I got to try some 3D in Maya, right. uh, which is the most common 3D software where you start out. All the basics are there. Um, we also did some video editing, some photography, uh, Photoshop. Um, so learning basically all the groundwork um, in both movie and uh, games. Right. Uh, we also worked in uh, Unity. Um, so we had we were able to place out props. So I learned all the, the basic technical skills from the school. And I applied at the same time my art skills. Um, so that's the continuation. Right. Um, after that, I wanted to uh, uh, continue this line of work because I was so intrigued yeah. of movies and games. Um, so I found this school in Malmö, the city where we are at right now, yep. called the Game Assembly. Um, it's a vocational education. Right. Um, so basically, it's different from a normal university because universities, you, you write essays. Uh, <laughs> it Can't confirm, that's it, what you do. It generally. didn't feel like this the right way to approach uh, the game industry right. and my field of work um, because they're not going to care about you know your bachelor's degree, uh, your written papers. They're going to look at your portfolio, yeah. the arts you're producing. They're going to... Um, you know, look at your technical and your art skills. Um, and that's basically what the school focused on. Yeah. Um, because it applied a lot of um, practical skills 
uh, and they had a good relationship with the games industry. Yeah. So. So you really had to work in your you you apply with your portfolio, right? To one I of those did. Guys. That's right. Um, I took a year off and just worked on my portfolio. At the same time, I actually studied at the university. I studied Japanese. Right. Which I thought like, okay, language is it's it's gonna be fun. It was kind of hard. Yeah. University is hard. <laughs> it is. It's yeah, too many exams. But I managed to put out the portfolio out there. Yeah. Uh, and I was pretty scared because I knew that a lot of the people that um, managed to enter the game assembly uh, were much older than me. Yeah. And a lot of people have to reapply because it's it's super hard to get in there, yeah. and they're pretty serious about what they're doing. Um, but I managed to get in. And I studied really hard. Uh, we made some games. We made eight games in total. During like, how long is the education? Two years. Two years. Eight um, games in two years. That's quite yes. A lot. Yes. And plus, you know, your normal curriculum. You know, uh, you had to do some courses on this side to learn all the stuff. Right. So it was pretty intense. And the second year, you put out the portfolio. Um, so I got into another game studio called Iron, Direct Iron Interactive. Yeah. And that's Reading. just across the border. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's right across the bridge. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. 30 minutes to get from Copenhagen from here. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Because I, I kind of wanted to be somewhere else. But it's also hard to leave home. You have to, you know, apply for a new apartment. Right. You're pretty exhausted at that point. So you're like, okay, I'm pretty happy with Copenhagen. That's still like a change of space. Yeah. Um, it's new people, no one else from my, uh, from the game assembly uh, went there that yeah. same year as me. So that was pretty cool. Got to meet lots of awesome people and I got to ship a game. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But uh, the contract I received was a fixed term. Right. So when that terminated, I applied for Massive because I had a lot of friends here. Um, uh, so I got a response, and now I'm here. That's that's it's, it's quite a long journey. journey. Yeah, I I really want to ask before we we move on about the portfolio, because yeah. that's obviously super important to it create as an artist. What kind of tips would you give someone? Like how big of a portfolio should you aim for? You took a whole year yeah. uh, to create yours. It is kind of hard. So it's really also depends on you know how good the average student is that that is applying that year but i was told to focus on producing assets the way you do in the industry yeah. so to show like that you understand the pipeline that's really important to break down that you understand and can apply um how how they work in the industry so that's important yeah. so whether it be 2d or 3d art doesn't matter it's it's good that you show that you can follow the pipeline um it's good that you have also time estimates so don't work too long on an asset you have to of course show technical skills um but uh, what they're mostly looking for is uh, is your art skills basically yeah. because that, that takes a long time to learn I mean, technical skills. You can learn tools in like from weeks to months, uh, but the art skills are what matters in the end. Mm. And that takes years to hone. 
So they're really looking at, okay, how good are you on an artistic level? Yeah. I like how you have to kind of research the game industry first. Yeah. Like you say, the pipeline, uh, and then put that into the portfolio to get into a school to, I don't know, it sounds like a lot of preparation yes. uh, to get there. Yeah, I mean, I also did some uh, life drawing as well. Yeah. On top of that, I showed some some of that work um, because, yeah, as I said, that's what takes time. Um, and also that you, you also have an interview, of course. Yeah. And you have to show your commitment because it is a tough industry yeah. and there's a lot of competition. Of course. I can imagine artists, there's a lot of competition. Yes, extreme. Yeah. But you didn't go to art school. I didn't go to art school. No. I didn't feel the necessity at the mm -hmm. time. Um, maybe, I don't know, maybe I, I should have. I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> Um, you know, you're young, you, you think highly of yourself. You're like, okay, I, I've been doing art since I was a kid. Yeah. Um, I've been always like the art kid that people walk up to. Um, so I felt pretty confident about my skills, <laughs> <laughs> which is tough to say, but you're, you, you can always improve. Yeah, and that's always important to know that always take critique. Being known as an art kid sounds pretty okay. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. It's pretty cool. But now that you're your industry, if we're gonna move to uh, what you do on a day-to-day -day basis, like how does a typical day for a character artist look? Typical day for a character artist. Um, I work from the office, so I come yeah. in. I bike here, actually. Um, and that kind of puts you in a good mood that's needed. Um, I take my coffee and I go upstairs, sit at my desk. We have um, stand-ups, per usual, yeah. uh, just check where everyone is at. Um, and I start on my task, if there are no other meetings, uh, getting to the flow of like, see where I'm at and opening up softwares, have two screens. I maybe need three, four actually, <laughs> because you have so many software windows open at the same time. Maybe you have like the, um, I usually have the engine open to check the assets in game. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, maybe Photoshop to have like the textures open as well. So I can go in and out, tweak some textures. Maybe I have Substance Painter open, which is the software where I do all the texturing. Or maybe even Maya, I have like at least five, four <laughs> programs open at the same time. So. Yeah, Getting into that flow, that mindset of like, okay, where am I at? Where did I left off at? I have to check if the other softwares haven't died because right. they have a tendency of crashing all the time. Yep. Um, an artist struggle. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is true. It's, it's, it's the worst thing to come to work and like everything is just crashing. All the softwares are crashing. Yeah. You have to redo work. That is frustrating. But it has to be... And that's what I think about artists as well, is that you have to come in and be creative. Yes. Kind of, that's your big part of your job yeah. every day being working in a creative that, industry like that. Yes, you have to really get into that mindset. So it's it's hard to work sometimes, you know, a nine to five job as an artist, because you have to get into that cre creative mindset 
um, that artistic flow that I talked about. Yeah. Like sometimes I forget about lunch almost because I'm like, I'm in the flow. I can't disturb the flow because now I'm doing something and I'm soon done and then something else happens or something yeah. crashes. That's, that is part of it. It's a huge part of it. Yeah. I was about to ask which tools you use because I, we did a, uh, we have had a couple of meetings before this. Yeah. And at some point I asked you, what tools do you use? And the list you gave me, yeah, you just <laughs> went on and on and on. Rambling me, on about yeah, tools. Yeah. Me and uh, Philip, who was there as well, was actually yeah. right there. He, uh, we were just sitting there. Like, oh my God. Like we, I, I work in Word, basically. Word okay. and Photoshop. It feels like yeah. those are my days. And you just have yeah, tool it, on tool on tool. It, it is quite strange to think about it as an artist, like you, like coming from a more traditional way of drawing, you know, pen and paper to softwares, uh, making 3D characters, making 3D models, you're suddenly like, you, you need to learn so many softwares. Yeah. So it's basically, as I pointed out before, Maya is a good way to start. That's, that's where um, you do all the generic uh, 3D arts. Uh, uh, so Maya, 3D software, and then maybe you go into like ZBrush where you do more of the sculpting, you know, like this clay sculpting that's mm. in a 3D space. Um, and then you maybe move back to Maya to fix the topology of the high poly that you created in ZBrush. Yeah. And then maybe use another software to do the retopology, like Topogon which is another software, but it's all optional. It's all about your own workflow too. So you don't have to feel restricted to one way. I mean, some people use Blender nowadays. It's pretty popular and it's for free. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of companies converting to free softwares. Yeah. Um, and then maybe you start on the texturing and that you're doing substance painter, substance designer, maybe some editing in Photoshop um and then you work in the engine i mean that's just to name a few softwares <laughs> my head is just spinning yeah like it's so much yeah. isn't it how how is that jumping between software how is that um it's smoother by the years like they're making that transition better and depending on which company you work at uh they sometimes uh, develop tools uh, to make it easier for us artists to jump between these softwares. Right. So we have like maybe an easy export button and poof, suddenly the model is in another software um, for easy use and access. Because how, that takes time. How many times have you pressed the wrong uh, keyboard shortcut? Um, back in the days, multiple times. Sometimes I remember, you know, in ZBrush or any software, you enter the mode by accidentally clicking something. You're like, what the hell happened to my <laughs> interface? Like, I have to like just quit the software and open it up again. But nowadays that rarely happens. I, th I think it's ingrained in my yeah. head now. I know exactly uh, without thinking about it where to press. But that, that is an issue in yeah. the beginning. Okay. But you're going to overcome it. I can only imagine. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> One thing that, that really fascinates me about your job, uh, you, you talked about you, you started out drawing uh, and then moved over to 3D uh, through engineering school helped you. But it's just this process of taking a 2D drawing, yeah, which is flat on paper. Yes. And then you 
turn that into 3D. Yes. It becomes an actual like rotating. Yeah. How how does that process look? Like you have the 2D drawing from a concept artist, for example. Yeah. How how do you how do move I... over? I think yeah. just the idea. It is, uh, I mean, as I mentioned, you have to be aware of the softwares you need to use and in which order. Um, but uh, like we visualized it uh, as in toy making, you get the blueprint of right. someone and that's basically the concept art. Um, and you apply that to like, as a toy maker, something physical, but in a 3D space, physical. Um, so you're making an object that you can rotate just like a toy maker, yeah. um, modeling it, texturing it, put it on the supply chain and on it goes to another person, maybe the tech animator and yeah. so forth. I, I just find that process yeah. as someone who was interested in, in art a long time ago, it's just, I think it's so cool to actually be able to move over to a more physical thing. Even mm. if the 2D, of course, is very impressive and very nicely done, it's still, it becomes real. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Just... It, it can even become real if you 3D print it. Some That's people true. do that. That's yeah. true. That's crazy. But how does, uh, how does, how do you start? How do I start? Yeah. How does a 3D model look from the beginning? From the beginning. Uh, traditionally, it could be just a box. Yeah. Or you can use... Um, uh, you can take the uh, concept art into a 3D software like Maya or Blender, uh, and then you start adding topology on top of it. Yeah, you used that word before. Yeah. What does that mean? Topology is the it's the construction of the model. Maybe you've seen like the the square faces uh, of a low poly model. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, now, now, yeah. now we're getting into low poly and high poly, which I uh, think You see out. like a grid yeah. of, that's basically what what you start from scratch. Right. Um, so you're, you're building, it's like building blocks. It's like Lego kind of, yeah. but hollow. So you're adding more and more blocks. And the more blocks you add, the more detail it's gonna get, right? So if, right. if you have just, you know, a simple Lego block, it's just a block, but the more detail you add, the more blocks you add, the more detail it's going to have. So that's kind of like topology. Okay. It's a grid. So that's the, then you end up with the high poly one, right? Yes. Am I getting this wrong? Just let me know. No, it is. Um, you, I usually, as a soft uh, surface modeler, uh, I use ZBrush for that. It's more like clay sculpting. Right. And I mean, they calculate, um, the topology in a different way. They use points, uh, for instance. Um, and yeah, you, you just add clay sort of, but in a 3D environment. Um, and that's the high poly, usually in my case. The very detailed. Very the very detailed, yeah. um, exactly. Just using your brush strokes to add detail um, compared to Maya where you're like pushing, pulling vertices adding new faces. It's more like technical. It's usually easier to apply on hard surface uh, modeling. Like, you know, uh, maybe this lamp, it's pretty, yeah, it has some normal geometrical shapes. Right. Um, guns, any weapons, much easier. Yeah. But when it comes to characters, you, you do a lot of the work in ZBrush when it comes to the high poly. 
and then you kind of go back and forth all the time. That, that's the thing as well, bringing life to you create characters that we, yeah. we, we'll talk a little bit about later, but they, they are supposed to come alive. Yes. It's, it's... it's pretty cool, but it's also a combination of lots of people. Yeah. I mean, it's not only my work, it's the concept art team. And then I apply my skills and, you know, the Oceanesk um, added information to it. Uh, and then I hand it over to an animator, a tech artist, making the nice rig for it uh, the cloth is simulating the hair is moving around in a nice way um, the animators apply their animations to the character and that's also that's when it's also like the big step where it's coming alive too and then the voice acting and level designers apply you know where they're moving where they are um, how, do, how do you interact with those other teams like, how does that relationship look? It's, um, we use usually, we sometimes we talk in person. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. We don't always have time for that. Right. But that, that communication usually happens on software such as like Shotgun. It's a communication software. Um, so we basically post our progress. Um, we can see their progress. So it's very transparent and easy for each other to look at where we are. So I apply my model. I say it's done. It's poking the technical animator. So they know that, okay, it's my time now to shine and do my <laughs> stuff. <laughs> uh, and you also try to write down all the feedback and all the communication through that software so that we can keep track on like what's happening on these assets. Right. So we have like a record of all the assets done and where we are at, because you can see like who's working on what and which uh, stage of it is done. Um, so that's how we we're working. So there's a lot of iteration back and forth. Sometimes we try to have iterations, um, but sometimes you don't have time for it. Right. Sometimes you have to push it to a, a polish stage. So it really depends on where you are at in the timeline of the whole project or the assets. Game development is complicated. It is. You have to follow time restrictions. Yeah. It is hard as an artist. You just want to keep on iterating on the same thing. But in the real world, in game industry, you just have to keep on moving, yeah. have to produce stuff. And that's also important. As I, know, as I noted before, for your portfolio to say that this took this amount of time because they need to know that you're able to work on assets yeah. fast and like in a reasonable way. Yeah. yeah, we come back to that being creative. But at the end of the day, most days, it's a job. It is a job. Yeah. So I, I can I can see like yeah, time restrictions and yeah. everything. Yeah. And most jobs are like that. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. But how does it feel when the character starts the, the tech artist you, you have, you go from concept art, you go to the 3D model, you give it to an animator, and that's when it starts to I mean it's come alive in a way already yeah. before, of course, yeah. but now it's actually All moving. These steps. Yeah. Yeah. How does that's that feel? Seeing cool. your um your it's kind move. of cool because usually when that happens, 
I'm working on something else. I've been working on lots of other things. And then you're seeing like this thing that you left a long time ago come to life. Um, and it's moving. Uh, you can maybe play test it in the game. See it moving, being that character. That's yeah. pretty cool. And it's even cooler when the game is released and you're seeing the gamers interact oh, yeah, with your yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, like sometimes I would, someone would poke me like, oh, hey, this YouTuber, he made a video about your character. Right. It's like, that's so cool. And they have so much, you know, fantasy and imagination. They're applying that on top of all your imagination you applied and all the other people applied. Yeah. Making cool videos about, you know, just normal NPCs. Yeah. Oh, no, that, I it's, can only imagine that feeling, actually seeing yeah. your, your characters in the hands of, of players. Not like yeah. a movie where you ju just sit and watch. Sorry, movie industry, that's not what I mean. They're amazing. <laughs> but I'm able to get basically do whatever I want with characters. Yeah. Just running into walls, so I feel like it. Like, that must I be a magic moment. Yeah, that's also why I wanted to apply for uh, the game industry. Yeah. It was either movies or games. They spoke more about uh, the film industry when I was a kid, and there were a lot of schools uh that was uh, more in that direction um and i guess i was lucky to find uh, a game school yeah i actually want to bring up uh one thing that you made that i know a lot of people have probably played around with <laughs> which is a costume for for agent 47. yeah it is so. it's the flamingo outfit I see. yeah, yeah. So when you mentioned <laughs> that the first time i was like oh that's that's amazing. i didn't know you knew about it I no, 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 I didn't yeah. know you, you okay. made it. So but you knew about this costume. I knew, but no, not it, not that particular one. Yeah, okay. I don't know about all the crazy stuff. Because that's, that game. that's pretty cool, though, because, you know, uh, coming here from iInteractive, um, talking maybe to our uh, tech artists, and I'm like, hey, I, I would like to have this for a shader, maybe, or something else. And I'm using, you know, my previous work as an example. And I bring up this flamingo costume and they're like, hey, you worked on this? I've been playing around with it. It's so cool. Like even people in the industry, yeah. you know, play games too. We're humans too. We love games. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's so cool. And my peers are like, oh, it they feel so respectful. And yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. It really is like creating toys. Yeah, it you, is. you brought that up before. I think that's a great choice in the virtual space. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a big thing now with VR and everything. So. Yeah, but if if I'm sitting at home and I'm interested in character art, I'm interested in 3D, or, or I want to bring my as you did like my 2D things into the 3D space. Mm. Where could I? I'm watching this right now. Where where could I go? Do you have any good tips where I can get started? You can start out on the internet. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's a good place for everything. yeah that's a good place just type in um 3d art and and i'm guessing you will either get results from software such as blender which yeah. is for free uh, and blender contains like all kinds of we have sculpting tools so it's a little bit like zbrush 
It has modeling tools, normal like Maya. Um, you can render and do everything basically in Blender. So that's a good tool to start with. Yeah. Um, you will also find results from, um, you know, portfolio pages, uh, websites, such as ArtStation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, back in my time, it was uh, another place you would go to, but now, now it's ArtStation. That's pretty mm -hmm. huge. Polycount. So, you know, people from the film and movie industry or any other people who submit 3D or 2D arts uh, go there, post their stuff. Sometimes they have breakdowns, yeah. which are great for learning. A breakdown of how they made it from the beginning. Exactly. Yeah. You can also get in touch with artists that way. Um, I found some amazing concept art that way. Um, I asked the artist, can I use your concept art and apply it to 3D uh, to create my own portfolio? Right. Um, because that's also a great way to start. You can find like a really nice piece of art, like, hey, I want to make this in 3D. Yeah. It would make good for a portfolio because it's good that you show that you can follow a concept art. That's a really good point. Yeah. So basically start looking for these kinds of software and then learn, of course. Yeah, go to the, learn the softwares, go yeah. to the forums, um, Polycount, ArtStation, uh, GDC has a lot of great talks. There oh, yeah. are a lot of free talks about art. Yeah. Um, YouTube, uh, there's uh, Seabrush Central has a lot of masters of the industry talking about, you know, um, their technical approach on how to do character arts. Uh, so there is a lot of like character art specific topics yeah. in every corner of 3D art that you can find. That's amazing. So all the softwares have, you know, talks on how to do everything for free. Yeah. It's really easy. No, it's, it's really great to be able to not only um, tools like Blender that you say like, mm -hmm. is free, but also Unity is free to start playing around that's with true. Yeah. Unreal if you want to go that route. So that's that's amazing. But we're going to put, I'm going to say it again, all the links in the doobly-doo so people can uh, go look it up. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of information. It's going to be a lot of links. Because there are so many options. You can go so many ways. You can work and feel, put out your arts. Yeah. Um, because not everyone uses the same softwares. They're some are more comfortable and maybe modal compared to my or 3ds Max. Yeah, let's not go to that. <laughs> Uh, but um, but education as well, like going to school seems kind of important. Yes, it kind is important. very important to be able to cooperate with other people. Yeah. And uh, doing cross-disciplinary work. Uh, that was great with the game assembly, for instance, because we had programmers. So we had people who studied programming. Uh, we had level designers, and now they have more courses. Yeah. Uh, I uh, did um, the arts. Uh, so um, game art was my uh, kind of education there. Yeah. Um, so you learn how to cooperate and how they're working, and you, you learn how to work together as a team yeah. of people. And that is really important yeah. because a lot of artists just work for themselves maybe they they be freelancing for a long time um so w when they apply for a job 
like a full-time job at the game industry, uh, it could be a hard match because you have to be able to, you know, work with the team. You have to mesh with everyone, right. the other disciplines too. Uh, so it's a, it's a good process to be able to go to school, learn to work with other people, learn to take feedback. Yeah. Um, now that's a skill. Yeah, that, that is a skill. It's hard as an artist because you, I can always speak for myself, but you always see like the wrong things or like the, everything bad about the, the, the art you're making. Yeah. Uh, and to, to be able to be vulnerable and show what you're working also in progress work, which is also really like, oh, you don't want to show anyone <laughs> what you're doing because it's just in progress. You see that everywhere though. Yeah. VIP <laughs> work in progress everywhere and like oh, I'm, I'm not done with this but it's kind of done yeah. but you don't want to say it's done because you know it's really ugly in your mind <laughs> uh, and you need critique yeah. uh, and that's hard to accept yeah, but I like can... oh, I actually need but you're trying to be really yeah because it comes a part of yourself in a way yeah exactly mm. it's really hard yeah. but it's it's so good you're evolving so much when you get feedback you know what? It's, it's time. I think it's time. Oh, I'm so hungry. I, I'm super hungry. I just, just want to uh, stuff them all in my face. Can I have all of them, maybe? Um, oh, you look really hungry. I can, maybe can, you can want to take have. a part? Can I take like a raisin? I think you can choose yours first. You deserve that. Thank you. You deserve one as well. Do you want with raisins? I don't mind. Whichever you don't want, I can take. I, I want think one. they're all delicious. I want one with raisins. You can have one with raisins. Did, did you try these before? Like, did you have an extra one? And then you I, <laughs> I made this yesterday um, evening, so I haven't had any yet. Don't fall. But I've had, I made this recipe before, and I know they're delicious um, from past experience. Um, so, yeah, let's try it. Just you dig in. It? Yeah, I, I want to take maybe this one. I'm going to get sugar all over myself. It's, it's really. Is it okay if I lean forward? While we're recording this, like it's George really is just—he <laughs> doesn't care. And Ella is just nodding her head. Okay, let's start. How do I eat this? Like, I take chunks of it. You just tear it apart. Yeah, I don't want to dig into it because you're gonna get like the sugar powder all over your face, and it's gonna look really wrong. Yeah, that's what I, And <laughs> the first thing I do is drop raisins on the floor. Yeah. We have to clean this place up. You, uh, I, I dropped green. another raisin. I did too. That's um, perfect. You know, some people really hate raisins, so I, I really struggled mm. because I was like, shit, maybe he, maybe he doesn't like raisins. Who knows? A lot of people don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought you took all of it in your mouth. I'm like, where's the rest of no. it? I thought the rest of it was in your mouth. Yeah, that was a big chunk, you know? This is really good. That's good. I have it stuck in my teeth now. Won't look on camera. Oh. Um, these are really great. Thank you for making these. You're welcome. And I, I didn't mean to drop the raisins on the floor. That's they okay. were really good as well. They're, they're kind of like just sitting on top, mm -hmm. bound to fall off. Mm. Um, so it's not only raisins, there is some. Um, um, can you taste it, maybe? Mm. Can you taste something else? <laughs> <laughs> There's some orange in it. 
Mm. So I put some orange zest and orange juice, mixed it into the dough. It's really delicious. So it's not like normal baking dough. Yeah, I can feel a tang. Mm -hmm. Definitely. But these are really good. But thank you very much for coming. It's been, I still have it stuck in my teeth, but I'll take that again. Thank you so much for coming. It's been fantastic. <laughs> We've learned so much. I'm happy to be here and like thank you for having me. Of course. It's great Anything. to talk about what I'm doing. It's kind of sometimes hard to talk about yourself and your story, but it's fun to be here and yeah. to eat fika. Thank you so much for joining our fika today. We put a bunch of useful links in the description, so make sure to check those out if you want to learn more. Also, remember to like, subscribe and all that fun stuff you do on the internet. Until next time, take care.